You're listening to the voice of the future, fighting for America every day. This is the conservative crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. Hello and welcome to the conservative crusader. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for tuning in. Let me see if I remember how to do this. It's been quite a while being behind the microphone, talking to each and every one of you on a podcast episode. You know, I've, I've been doing some interviews. I have an interview scheduled today, actually, for the second segment of the show with a 2016 Trump delegate. Um, President Trump lost Ohio. He's an Ohio Trump delegate for the RNC. Uh, President Trump did not win Ohio in the primary. Rhino Kasich did, but he was a primary, or not a primary, yeah, a primary delegate anyway. Him and, um, I think it was 16 other, 15 other Republicans from Ohio that supported President Trump, um, delegated their electoral votes to him. Uh, I don't know if they were actually accepted or not, but he was one of those. And then he was also a member of the Electoral College during 2016, an elector for President Trump from Ohio. He is the founder of Main Street Patriots, and he is a conservative activist. His name is Ralph King, and he'll be joining me in the second segment of the show to talk about his letter to President Trump, talking about his endorsement of J.D. Vance, as well as uh, LaRose's endorsement of J.D. Vance, and him being suspended on Twitter for saying something negative about Don Jr. But before we get into that, we have a whole segment to go, including Elon Musk selling $4 billion worth of Tesla stock in order to fund the Twitter deal, and then Bill Barr saying it would be a big mistake to make Trump the 2024 nominee, which is kind of one of the questions I'm going to ask Mr. King during the interview. Elon Musk sold billions of dollars worth of Tesla stock this week to fund his $44 billion Twitter takeover, according to filings published late on Thursday. He offloaded roughly $4 billion worth of shares for, on Tuesday, the most recent day for which data was available. No further TSLA sales planned today. Um, after today, the billionaire tweeted on Thursday evening, though it's possibly sold shares on Wednesday or Thursday that have not yet been disclosed. The shares he sold on an average of $9.03 went on for more than $400 million less than they had been worth on Monday when the Twitter deal was announced and Tesla closed at $9.98.02. Some of Musk's acolytes expressed frustration online about the stock dump, pointing to a 2013 tweet about Tesla in which he said, Just as my money was first in, it will be the last out. I'm not sure that's all the money he has in it. I mean, he, he's he's the owner of the company. He's the president of the company, so I don't know if he has more than that. I'm sure he does. But he sold $4 billion of it to fund this deal. So, I don't know if this is such a big deal. This is an article in every paper. It, it shows that he's selling Tesla stock, but... In order to buy things, you usually have to sell stock if you're an owner of a major company like he is. If you are a big-time investor like he is, all of your money is in in investments. All of your money is in the stock market, in real estate, in other investments. You kind of have to sell stock in order to, to invest in anything. So I don't know. It's a, it's a big deal. He's buying Twitter, which I actually haven't even talked about on the show. He's buying Twitter. We need to talk about that. We, 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 we need to bring that up. We need to mention that. He is buying Twitter. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. There are some shady people within Twitter or HQ that are unbanning a lot of people, unshadow banning a lot of people, just showing that, hey, everything's fine and dandy, Mr. Musk. You had no reason to purchase our company, Mr. Musk. Just, just leave. Because I'm getting a lot, of more, a lot more impressions than I ever did before as are some of my friends. I'm getting more followers. I've gotten more followers in the past week than I have the past month. 
uh, all added up together on Twitter. Like, like they're doing some major things behind the scenes preparing for this takeover. And the SEC could the SEC could cancel it. I don't see that happening. It's a big deal uh, taking the company private. And people say all we need is one billionaire owning the company. No, no, he he's not going to be the only person owning it. Uh, he has a lot of other investors joining him. It's just going to be private. It's not going to be on the stock market. It's not going to be a a publicly owned company. It's going to be a privately owned company. But this deal is a big thing for free speech. You know, he calls himself a a free speech absolutionist, or not maybe absolutist, but he, he advocates for free speech. He advocates for for um, for open expression. He he calls Twitter the public square as it is, and I applaud him for that. But he also said that he wants 80% of people to be happy. He doesn't want 50%. He doesn't want 100%. He wants 80% of people to be happy. So the far right will be upset and the far left will be upset. That That's his goal. Um, let me see if I can find this tweet here. He's been tweeting a lot lately. I remember when he went like days without tweeting. Um, I know it was here somewhere. Let me find it really quickly. I'm just scrolling through his Twitter. Let's see. Elon, 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 Elon. Okay, I'm not finding it. I'm not finding it, but he is he he is he is a better owner of Twitter. He's a better leader of Twitter than than Parag. I don't remember his last name. But he he is he is better than than um the current leadership. And I do want to say this one right here where he put on Twitter, I made an offer. This was April 14th. I made an offer will endeavor to keep as many shareholders and privatize Twitter as allowed by law. So, I mean, you can't say it's just one man owning the company, one man taking full control of the company. He wants privatized shareholders. He doesn't want it to be just an echo chamber for Elon Musk and just an echo chamber for Teslas and an echo chamber for right-wingers. That's what true socialism, that's what Gab is, that's what Getter is. That he is advocating for a true free speech platform, which is what's needed. And Twitter is the best platform to do it. They say, if you don't like it, just build your own Twitter, then they take our Twitter off the App Store, and they take our Twitter off Amazon servers, and they take their Twitter off of every platform. So you, you can't access the Twitter, but build it your own. Build, build your own Twitter. You can't access it, but build your own Twitter. How about he just buys it instead? So I applaud Elon Musk. We're going to give some applause again. I changed my buttons around on my board, so I had to look up, and I'm like, is that the right button? Because I don't have my headphones on this morning. I don't need to have them on. I'm doing just fine without them. So, (laughs) But I applaud Elon Musk for that. Bill Barr, who you all know, William Barr, former attorney general, says it would be a big mistake to make Trump the 2024 nominee. Uh, Former attorney general Bill Barr said Thursday on Newsmax TV's Spicer & Co., that former President Donald Trump should not be the Republican Party's 2024 presidential nominee. Uh, Barr said, maybe your audience doesn't want to hear this, but Trump ran weaker than the Republican ticket in Arizona, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. 75,000 Republicans went to the straight Republican ticket in Arizona and didn't vote for him. 60,000 in Wisconsin, 60,000 in Pennsylvania. That's why he lost the election. Host Sean Spicer said, you said that you voted for him in, for Trump in obviously 2016 and 2020. Would you vote for him again in 24? He said, I don't think we sh- he should be our nominee, the Republican Party nominee. I think P- Republicans have a big opportunity. I think it would be a big mistake to put him forward. But if he was the nominee, then I would vote for him over the Democrat. Uh, on Hunter Biden's laptop, Spicer asked, Twitter censored it. The media called it Russian disinformation. 
51 former governor, governor, government officials went on record saying that it is Russian disinformation. Are there any legal consequences of that? None that I can think of. And I'm going to say, and I'm going to get into this in the next segment with, with our guest, Ralph King, uh, King's Right Side on Twitter. I just want to put that out there as well. That I kind of agree. I'm a big Trump guy. I was Trump guy in 2016. You, 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 I, I don't think I know if I've ever posted the photo or not, but there's a photo of me from fourth grade with a MAGA hat on, or fourth or fifth grade, one of the two, with my first MAGA hat, my camo MAGA hat that still sits right above my my broadcast desk here in the Conservative Crusader Studios. I've been a Trump guy since day one. I like Ben Carson too, but I, but I was a Trump guy since day one, since since fifth grade. Once I really started understanding politics and understanding government, um, I was a big Trump guy, right? But right now, he is choosing to endorse J.D. Vance, endorse liberal Dr. Oz. And is that who should be having the utmost influence in our party? We have to put forward Republicans that are conservative, that are that are real, that will do the job that's meant to be done, that we have to have done. We have to put them forward. And if President Trump is going to prioritize his son's business dealings with tech over the country, then maybe, just maybe, he shouldn't be the nominee. We say, we, we go into the Hunter Biden business dealings in Ukraine. But China is one of the biggest tech companies in the world. You can't say there are no connections to China with these companies that that Trump Jr. want to connect with. He said in an interview, I played it on the show a couple days ago, uh, go back in the archive and find the episode about J.D. Vance on money, that he's only propping up J.D. Vance, Don Jr., because of the tech. He's passionate about the same tech stuff that I am. That's the exact quote from Don Jr., If Trump is using his platform and his power to amplify his son's business dealings with J.D. Vance, maybe he shouldn't be the nominee. The Trump organization is trying to venture out of real estate. I understand that. Real estate is a lot more of just private investors than it is uh, big, big names like Trump anymore. But he's putting his endorsements. He's putting the state of Ohio, the state of Pennsylvania, and the nation because of the influence he has behind his son's business dealings. I mean, I like Trump. I'm a big Trump guy. I have an endless amount of MAGA hats. I can't even count them all. I mean, I probably could, but I, I can't see them all. They're on a shelf above my, above my head. But if he's going to continue prioritizing business over the nation and over his influence on the nation, then maybe he shouldn't be our nominee. And that hurts to say, but he, 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 we can't keep having business dealings come before our nation. We just can't. It's not reasonable. It's not, it's not viable. We, we, we can't have it. We, we have to have America first. America before business. That's how it works. My name is JP Josh. This is a conservative crusader. We back in the next segment with an interview with Ralph King. Make sure you follow me on social media at GOP Josh at GOP Josh twenty, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader.
You're listening to the voice of the future, fighting for America every day. This is the conservative crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. Welcome back. This is the conservative crusader. Our guest today is a 2016 Trump delegate to the Republican National uh, Convention from Ohio. He was a 2016 Electoral College member for President Trump. He's the founder of Main Street Patriots and was the state chair for Tea Party Patriots way back in the beginning of the Tea Party movement. Joining me by phone is Ralph King. His name is uh, King's Right Sight on Twitter. Mr. King, thanks for joining me today. Hi, Josh. How you doing? I'm doing great. Hope you are, too. Yes, sir. All right. So let's start from the beginning of your political involvement. How did you get your start in politics? Um... Well, I, uh, the city that I live in, I was married. Some things that I, I wasn't happy with, I uh, saw being done. Went to a council meeting uh, to share some things, and it was, you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, that's not right. And I knew what I was talking about was accurate. And it's like, wait a second, this is a bunch of bull crap. And I seen how they would intimidate normal people. And I'm not one to be intimidated easy, and then it pretty much just started uh, and ballooned from there about 20-something years ago. Then I got involved with the Cuyahoga County Republican Party, and like, boy, this is cool. And after two years, it was like, what the heck's going on? Third year, it was like, I think I'm getting screwed. I got to figure out how to fight this, and uh, just went from there. Here I am today with you. So you've always been a grassroots activist going back, like you said, 20-some years before I was even alive on the front lines of the grassroots battle. From the very first day, uh, it was, you know, making that fight for the right reason. And the the one thing that I've always lived by, and it's sort of the uh, quote for the Main Street Patriots, it's not about left and right, it's about right and wrong. So true. So, So correct. And I, I was mentioning something to my friend. I'm like, we need to stop with the left and right battle. We need to attack, even not attack, but talk to people on our own side because some of the right isn't right. So I uh, I appreciate Absolutely. that as well. Absolutely. So you were an alternative elector to the Republican National Convention for President Trump in 2016 here in Ohio, <laughs> even though he didn't win the primary. Uh, why did you and the other alternative electors decide to pledge for Trump so early on? Well, <clears throat> what it was, at least for me, um, you know, I was familiar with Donald Trump. He would get in on our state coordinator calls for Tea Party Patriots. And uh, for me, when I looked at the stage and I seen Donald Trump and then I seen a whole bunch of Republican retreads and I seen people that didn't know how to win. We know the GOP doesn't know how to fight win. And at that time, when I looked up there, it's like, you know what? Donald Trump's the only one that's going to be able to beat Hillary. And we needed to stop the Clinton machine. And at that time, he was the only one that was able to do it. Uh, Everybody had varying reasons, but most of it came back to he's the only one that that we believe could stop Hillary. And I completely agree. I was uh, I have a picture of me. I mentioned it in the first segment of the show uh, from fourth grade with my MAGA hat on because I've been following politics ever since really fourth grade and, and President Trump. So I agree with you there. And we're going to keep on with the uh, original Trump alternative electors. Uh, you wrote a letter to the president about his endorsement of J.D. Vance in the Ohio Senate race. I want to read an excerpt from that letter. President Trump, this movement is about America first. 
While J.D. Vance may have apologized and now says nice thing about U.S. candidate Vance, the fact that J.D. Vance never wants to apologize for working against our movement and most importantly calling us your original supporters racist. Why did you decide to write this with the original Ohio, Ohio Trump supporters? Well, there was a letter that went out from that was signed on by many of the county chairs and um, many of the uh, Ohio Republican Party State Central Committee members. Donald Trump, Donald Trump Jr. and J.D. Vance dismissed that as, well, that's just the, you know, the establishment, that's just the rhinos. I knew the names of many of the people on there. That wasn't the case. So, you know, I said, all right, I'm going to contact the original Trump people. I'm going to contact the ones of, of us that were on the ground floor that made the, that was making the fight for Donald Trump before anybody supported him. And you're not going to dismiss us as swamp. You're not going to dismiss us as rhinos because we were the ones that were the boots on the ground. First ones out here fighting for you, Mr. Trump. Uh, so that's why, you know, we got the original delegates to sign on to the letter. And, and lo and behold, uh, we were dismissed by Donald Trump Jr. and J.D. Vance as uh, establishment and, and rhinos, which is just Yeah, and that moved me on to my next point there was uh, you put a tweet out which violated Twitter rules. You were you were banned from posting on Twitter for this, and you sent me the tweet so I could have this, so thank you. Uh, you put, Donald Trump Jr. is clueless and an elitist swamper. He is either a swamper or too stupid to see J.D. Vance and his Team Kasich buddies on campaign duped him into, into his father to endorse him. Did Twitter give you a reason why this was taken down? Uh, it was hate speech, and it was uh, violated their standards which, I mean, I find that comical, uh, laughable at best, and I find that just pretty much it reinforces that I was correct mm -hmm. when I called Donald Trump Jr. an elitist swamper. Uh, you know, Josh, you follow me on Twitter. I've said much, much worse, mm -hmm. 10 times worse than that. I just find it funny, two hours after I tweet against J.D. Vance, you know, the, the big tech muppet, and Donald Trump Jr., I get banned for something as as innocent and as accurate of mm -hmm. a statement such as that. That That's very true. And I, I've seen Don Jr. do the same thing to Josh Mandel. I'm not saying I support Josh Mandel. I'm just saying he does the same thing every day, posting this interview with his own, own establishment swamp. So he, he can call other people swamp, but he can't get caught out for the same thing. Well, you know— Josh, they, they do this perp. They do this because this is red meat for them. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they play to the lowest common denominator uh, of people on our side of the political spectrum. You know, oh, Donald Trump Jr. said it's swamp, so it must be swamp. Well, you know what? Who was Donald Trump Jr. politically before his dad became president? You know, if my father was a plumber, that doesn't automatically make me a good plumber. Mm -hmm. You know, so just because Donald Trump was president, and look, he did some good things, and we did stop Hillary with Donald Trump, but that doesn't make Donald Trump Jr. politically smart or any better than any of us. And I wonder how many phone calls Donald Trump Jr.'s made. I wonder how many doors Donald Trump Jr.'s made. Parachuting into an event, screaming, this guy's swamp, this guy's a rhino, and then leaving, you know, how grassroots activist is that?
you know, house. So that's pretty much um, as far as that tweet goes. Mm-hmm. And I, I completely agree with you there. So uh, Trump endorsed Vance, as we know, and at his rally, he also endorsed Frank LaRose for Secretary of State. Play clip. Ohio Secretary <laughs> of State Frank LaRose. Frank has our complete and total endorsement. Just less than 20 minutes after this happened, Frank LaRose released his own press release saying he endorsed J.D. Vance for Senate in Ohio. Uh, This caught your attention and you wrote this in the following press release. Uh, Frank LaRose has already violated our trust when he gave his endorsement of J.D. Vance in a backroom exchange for him getting an endorsement from President Trump. At an event leading up to the 2020 election, Frank LaRose stated, as quoted by Cleveland.com, the people of Ohio need to know that their chief election officer is calling balls and strikes and running fair elections in partnership with each and every one of you. And if we move to the end, Ohio voters need to be assured our votes will count and that we will have free and fair elections. Because of his actions, I am calling for SOS Frank LaRose to immediately step down in his role as top election chief in Ohio. So why do you think LaRose changed his standards for the Secretary of State's office just all of a sudden, just flip-flopped? Because uh, Frank has been swamping establishment since he first got elected. You know, his, his, the integrity of Frank LaRose is, is, is already suspect even before this from when he illegally moved an election. Um, you know, so Frank, moving from being a never-Trumper, actually Frank LaRose was one of the top never-Trumpers in Ohio in 2016. Um, you know, because Frank's looking to run for either governor or senator in the future. And he thinks by endorsing J.D. Vance, is a payback to Donald Trump for endorsing him that they're going to come out and they're going to support him with his next political move. It shows Frank's just not that smart because that's not how the game played. Frank was duped. I'll say it right now. I will guarantee you when Frank LaRose goes to run for another office, be it Senator or governor, you will not see these people come running to his support to pay back the favor or bribe, whatever you want to call it. I think when you exchange something in exchange for something, it's, it's a bribe in this deal. Um, they're going to leave Frank high and dry. That's the way this game is played. Frank was outsmarted. It's very true, and it's a quid pro quo. I mean, he, he traded his endorsement of Vance for an endorsement from Trump, and it just all kind of looped around there. Um, I would I would call it a quid pro quo. I, I would say that's maybe too nice. I would <laughs> say you could, you know, probably call it a bribe. Yeah. Because he was given something uh, in exchange for him doing something. Uh, And for Donald Trump to endorse Frank LaRose, uh, that shows he knows nothing about Frank LaRose. Mm -hmm. LaRose, Everything that President Trump said in his endorsement of Frank LaRose, the exact opposite is actually true of Frank LaRose. And and I don't want to get on a soapbox here, uh, Josh, but... You know, the integrity of our election. We just saw what happened. We just saw what happened with elections. Mm-hmm. And and now we're going to have the top election chief supporting and endorsing a candidate in an extremely contested Senate race. How do any one of the other candidates, Senate candidates, know that Frank LaRose isn't going to be playing games to pay back President Trump, because President Trump doesn't want to look bad if his big tech Muppet and never Trumper J.D. Vance loses. How do we know Frank's not going to play his game? 
We know there's already the swamp in Ohio. We know Frank LaRose is tied in with the swamp in Ohio. And we know Frank LaRose isn't above doing things illegally when it comes to elections. Thus, the election that he moved previously. So how do the candidates know? How do the supporters of these candidates know? And how do the voters of Ohio know that we are going to have free and fair elections with integrity? We don't. Why? Because Frank LaRose sold himself out for an endorsement. That's why. It's very true. He sold himself out and he sold the integrity of our elections out. Uh, do you see Absolutely. him? Absolutely. And you mentioned that he needs to step down. Do you think he will step down or even abstain from overseeing <clears throat> this election? I got a chance of being skinny before Frank LaRose would do something <laughs> like that. One, it takes integrity to do that. Frank LaRose has no integrity. So, no, he's not going to step down. This is part of his deal. He wants to try to deliver. He's going to make the reason he made those comments earlier in that article in 2020. When you look back, you look at the context and you look at everything. He was still that time. He was trying to keep him, his distance away from President Trump. Mm-hmm. Now that he wants an endorsement, he wants to be paid off for his favor. Now he's going to be all about President Trump. Well, in 2016, you, you've seen, I, I tweeted it, uh, the tweet that Jay Hottinger posted of a, a guy with a manure field um, saying never Trump. And Frank LaRose retweeted it, saying, telling Donald Trump that this was Kasich country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Frank LaRose is a known Kasich person. J.D. Vance has Jay Shabria running his campaign. Jay Shabria, for anybody that doesn't know, has been a Kasich flunky for the longest time. He was in the Kasich campaign. He's one of J.D. Vance's top campaign people. So, I mean, you pretty much, and then you got President Trump, wittingly or unwittingly, if it's wittingly, it's like, why have you sold us out more than we know? Unwittingly, that's dangerous just as much. Somebody supporting Team Kasich. Mm-hmm. You don't have enough time on your show to go back through what we could talk about with Team Kasich and what Kasich's done in Ohio and how Kasich was against President Trump. So it's sort of comical that President Trump's endorsing Kasich people, the same Kasich people that us original delegates worked against and had to put up with, mm-hmm. and the same Kasich that is still against President Trump. And he's got Trump doing his dirty work in Ohio for him. That's very true. Uh, what can pro-election integrity Ohioans do about this? What, what, what can we do to stand up to the corrupt endorsements? Stand up to the corrupt endorsement? Well, I think you can call Frank LaRose's office. You could ask him to step down. He's not going to. Uh, I would say anywhere that you see J.D. Vance or Frank LaRose, which I believe they're going to be doing something uh, this weekend, uh, we may be putting something together to go protest that. Um, And people just need to be vocal. They need to go on J.D. Vance's pages, let people know, look, you know, J.D. Vance, we don't want you shoved down our throat by anybody. Any one of the other candidates in the race, Mark Bakita, Mike, Mike Gibbons, um, Josh Mandel, Jane Timken, and even the woke Dolan uh, and his guardians, um, you know, these guys are out there working for our support. They're working out, they're out there working to earn our support and earn their votes. They're not mailing it in last minute like J.D. coming in with out-of-state people telling us who should vote for him. 
and, and trying to buy an election on TV. So, you know, people need to remain active and vigilant and push back against this. And the best way to speak out against that endorsement is to make sure that we collectively as Ohioans defeat J.D. Vance. Unless Frank is so. That's very true. So so one more policy question and political question. Do you think President Trump should run in 2024 at this point right now if the election was tomorrow? If the election was tomorrow, would I vote for President Trump? Not a chance. Look what he just did to us. And this is a guy that, you know, I was I helped get the delegates for in 2016. I served on the Electoral College Forum. I had boxes and boxes of mail from the faithless electors uh, telling me don't support President Trump and the Electoral College. I put on rallies and uh, events for President Trump the first day of the RNC convention, as Main Street Patriots. We put on over 130 rallies in 26 states on the same day in 2017 in support of President Trump. And what I just saw President Trump's actions the, the, in Ohio the last couple weeks I don't know if he necessarily supports us and his movement and, and what we're doing isn't about any one man. It, it's about doing the right thing. It's about the U.S. Constitution. It's about standing up for good government. If a candidate or an individual reflects that, then we support him. Mm-hmm. We don't support anybody like a, an idol or an icon just because they are a human. There's only one person we all support like that, and that's God, Jesus not an individual, not a human being. And this is about earning our support. And what I just seen, I would have a hard time voting for President Trump um, if the election was held tomorrow. Uh, would he want my support back? I don't know. One way to get it back, rescind the endorsement of J.D. Vance, put the integrity back in our elections, rescind the endorsement of Frank LaRose, and we know neither one of those is going to happen. And, um, you know, I think there's a guy from Florida I can't remember his name. Is it DeSantis, maybe? DeSantis. Hmm. Yeah, interesting, huh, Josh? Uh, I, I completely agree. That that's I'm leaning to. That would be the first election I can vote in is the Republican mm-hmm. primary in 2024. So I'm leaning towards DeSantis right now, but we'll have to see. So, well, wouldn't that be a heck of a splash for you to make in your first vote? Your I man? know, I know. So, so where can people find you, follow you, keep up with you, etc.? Um, I will be back on Twitter. Um... I believe my, my uh, I call it my J.D. Vance, Donald Trump Jr. ban lasts for another two hours. Uh, I'm also on Facebook, and um, I'm a very easy person to find um, and interact with. All right. Well, thank you. That is Ralph King. He was an original Trump 2016 delegate and a member of the Electoral College, founder of Main Street Patriots. Follow his Twitter, uh, King's Right Sight. Uh, Ohio, make sure you get out and vote on May 3rd. It is crucial. My name is GOP Josh. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. 